gentlemen, welcome to the Eric St. Joe Podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Got a uh, pile of puppies here. All three of them. O'Neal, he'll move soon. He gets warm, he's like, I'm out of here. Just too much body heat from you, you two. Uh, and then my flat-nosed dogs, Daisy and Bruce. I've got an update, not an update. I've got a story about how, how everything, all the problems are solved in the Netherlands. They have no inflation. They have no crime. Everybody's wealthy and happy and, uh, and healthy. And I say that because of the latest problem that they're working on now. Everything else is handled, obviously, for them to spend time in dealing with banning the ownership of a dog with a flat face. I am not kidding you. So Daisy and Bruce, it would be illegal to own those dogs in the Netherlands. Not even kidding. This is 100% fact. This is what they're doing right now. I will talk about that on today's Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. But that's down the road. We don't need to worry about that. I'm just letting you know that that's one of the things I'm going to talk about. The show happens each and every weekday from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. If you ever need to reach me, eric at ericsaintshow.com on the Shoreliners striping inbox. I appreciate you enjoying the show live. Of course, the audio podcast available for download wherever you download shows. Okay. Holy cow, what a day yesterday. You know, um, this is what I've discovered in doing the radio show with Simonson on the huge show. Uh, there's a certain, um, I, I dare I say chemistry between us, um, He has a tendency to, well, you know, you got to get by the fact that he's got uh, this, this, all this ritual that he does talking about the social media, where you can find him, the sponsors and things like that. So don't even, he's used to that. So don't even get in the way of any of that. And for the love of God, don't you dare tell him how to do anything. And so I don't, I realize that uh, Bill is, he does things a certain way and it would be a mistake to say, Hey, you should do something like this. Uh, now you should also understand that he is going to do that to you. Now I'll give him a lot of credit. A lot of his ideas are very good. He's given me a lot of suggestions about this podcast that I'm like, you know, that's actually a pretty good idea. He's not afraid to say, Hey, you know what you should do? He just comes out and tells you. And uh, I actually appreciate that. So the only thing that I do 
is listen to him, and I'm going to uh, uh, play off of whatever it is he does. It's much different than sitting here every day and being that I'm, well, I'm alone. Um, I have no one to talk to. It's uh, So that's a huge difference. Uh, but it, it's actually, in my opinion, much easier to be in that room with him because, you know, you've got a, a, someone else lifting the load, helping you lift the load. And, and, uh, and I enjoy playing off of what he says as opposed to, okay, I'm going to, this is what we're going to talk about. So whatever, a little formatic thing, no big deal. So it's, uh, it's like a vacation to actually sit in there with him. Um, a, a bad vacation, but still a vacation. I'm kidding. And uh, play off of what he says. Getting him sidetracked, derailed, and frustrated is, is great fun. In a lot of ways, I'm playing the part of you all on the live stream who uh, try to trip me up and annoy me. So now I can see the appeal to what it is you do. So, all right. And then there's the frustration that emerges between us. At one point, he asked me the dumbest questions. I, I cannot believe how dumb some of the questions this man asks me. And it's like, you're not listening. You're just, you're just blurting shit out. For some reason, we were I had this guy, we had this guy in there, Jeff Striegel, who runs Berlin Raceway. He's the general manager of Berlin Raceway, and he also is the voice of NASCAR. He travels to all the NASCAR races and and he's great, very, very talented, and uh, lives right here in the area. And uh for some reason we got on the topic of um how we got our starts in the business. And Striegel's story is pretty cool, and uh he, he shares it and uh and then Bill talks about people that we looked up to in the industry who, who led us into the, almost like a mentor. And um, Bill asked a dumb question and I busted him about it. And he goes, no, no, I want to know, you know, isn't there anyone that you've, that, uh, that uh, groomed you or haven't you groomed anyone? And now I don't know about you, but when I hear, hear the word groom, I think of like Jerry Sandusky and, and uh, you know, some, some creeper grooming a child to do horrible things. And I'm like, and I, and I right away, I went, yeah, I don't, I don't think you want to use the word groom. I don't, I don't want to ever admit to grooming anyone and, and, and you shouldn't either. And he's like, he realizes it and he, he kind of gets exasperated and flustered and flabbergasted because he just was talking about uh, grooming kids. And I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, it, grooming kids, you sick fuck. What the, hell you show are you running here you fucking bastard and uh so obviously i didn't swear but that's fun then the dick um brings up crying on the radio he goes uh, have you ever cried on the radio and uh i said yes and then his next question is when Now, he could, I was confused by that. So I, I paused and I went, what do you want? Like a date? And he goes, no, I mean, I mean like the, the circumstances. And I'm like, well, that's a stupid question. Uh, I mean, what if it makes me cry now? Uh, the passing of a, of a loved one. And then uh, I realized 
we had an opportunity. So I talked about when the bunny Twix died. And uh, he has a tendency when you bring something up, like when I say Twix died, he's not going to talk to me about like that moment. Something else is going to pop into his brain, like the name of the pet. So now he wants to ask me about the naming of the pet. You see how it is? It's like it's you think about tangents on this show, on tangents because uh, it gets into this fucker's brain and he's tangenting off, and then you have to work your way back. But you never work your way back. And uh, I said, "Well, the bunny Twix died, and then uh, the dog dug it up in the yard." Now that was a little white lie. It was an embellishment to be sure, but I knew it was it was going to go somewhere. And uh, but I didn't think it was going to go this direction because he goes, "Twix, you name your dog, or you name your bunny after a cereal." And now that's where the hilarity starts because, and I go, no, you fool. Twix is not a cereal. It's a candy bar. You, what? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't sit down for breakfast and have a bowl of uh, Twix in milk. So I, I said, you're thinking of tricks. So now this conversation is getting more stupid. The next stupid question from this moron is, did you have, was the rabbit a pet? And there's a pause. And then I said, as opposed to what else? I mean, what? can you give me other reasons why you'd have a rabbit? There is literally no other, uh, unless I'm like a scientist using it for some type of experiment. I said, well, what do you expect? Is it like a, a, a work bunny? Am I using it? Am I going to attach it to a plow and have it plow my fields for me? You dumb idiot. Like what, what, what is wrong with you? What, what kind of question is it? Was it a, was it a pet? Jesus. So that's kind of like how it unfolded. Josh says, no, huge. I'm working on my own line of makeup. (laughs) What to test on the animal, animal testing. So that's kind of how it, uh, kind of how it goes. Stevie asks a a hurtful comment. How is he still on the air? No, you no. Come on now. You realize that this is the person who helps me. You see, you you take it too far. He's a he is my one of my number ones. He is on, on on the radio my number one supporter. So you can't you can't be be too harsh with him, and he, and he's also very sensitive. So if he sees that you wrote that, you're gonna hurt his feelings. So I don't know why you would why you would do that. What well, I mean, who pissed in your cornflakes here? So we end up uh, wrapping the show up, and we had a great time. I I really, really enjoyed myself. And uh, so then he says to me, "Yeah, tomorrow, today." Same thing. We're going to have a, have a great time. I got, uh, we're going to bring in some big name guests. I go, all right, great. And then, uh, he says to me on Wednesday, I'm going to have someone else in here 
and you're going to be like in Brett's booth. And uh, I go, okay, um, great. So what I'm understanding is on Wednesday, there's this guy from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. His name is Mark, uh, I almost said Mark Mule. It's Mark Yule. And he runs this whole entity that takes care of high school sports in Michigan. And so I guess he brings him in. And I don't know, I guess for three hours they talk high school sports i'm like jesus fuck man i don't know but uh yeah whatever you want me to do so essentially all i have to do is um wednesday i go there i get there before he does i hit a button on the control board i log into there's a button on the computer you click on uh it's called westwood one and then that sends the signal to this uh place satellite so that it goes you know out into space and then comes back down and transmits to all these radio stations i do that this all takes 11 seconds then i call a phone number and some guy some nerd at westwood one who hates his life picks up westwood one satellite operation i go hey it's eric from the huge show want to make sure we're transmitting okay hit the button and then i hit a button And then he waits five seconds and then he goes, okay, you're in business. Have a good show. Okay. Thank you. I hang up and then I go and sit in Brett's booth and do absolutely nothing until 6 PM. No, at some point I have to go downstairs and bring Mark up, Mark Ewell up the elevator set him in the studio, give him a pair of headphones, walk out of there and then wait. And then the show ends at six and then you go online and you press disconnect. And then that is it. That is all I have to do. And I'm like, I thought to myself, I, so I said to him, I go, so do you want me to come in Wednesday? He goes, Oh yeah. I'm like, well, what the fuck? Are you telling me that you can't do these dumb things? This is all simple shit. I mean, if you want to pay me to come in and do it, uh, all right, I, I can do that. But uh, so I'm bringing a couple of fucking adult coloring books. Uh, I might make some cold calls, try to make some money. I don't know. Uh, I guess I'm totally fine. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Holy shit. And then uh, Thursday and Friday. I think he actually has me on the radio with him. I'm like, well, why can't I sit in there with you and Mark Mule and and talk high school sports? I mean, I'm gonna, I can. Have, can you imagine? It, it, there's got to be something ridiculous that happens. I mean, if you're just in there talking high school sports with Mark Mule, wouldn't it be great if you could talk high school sports with Mark Mule and then have me in there to actually have fun? I mean, that could be like some some degree of levity. From your hard-hitting high school sports talk. So, whatever. To each their own. You're the boss. You tell me what to do and I'll do it. You know, I'm a team player. Everybody knows that. I mean, come on. I also got more good news. This, of course, is the uh, iHeart Radio in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Excuse me. Oh, God. A little burp. That's horrible. 
I uh, walked upstairs to the boss, and uh, there's two bosses there, Dave and Tim. I go, hey, guys, how you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. It's good to see you. Hey, um, we got something for you. Uh-huh. Will you fill in the end of March for a whole week on the Wood Radio Morning Show? Now, this is not with uh, the Puddin' Show which is on 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Where for like an hour, uh, he talks about crazy right-wing shit. This is from 6 a.m., I think 6 a.m., to 9 a.m. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I'll do that. What am I doing? You're doing sports. Bikita, see, uh, Steve Kelly hosts that show. Uh, and, you know, this is kind of like um, news, traffic, sports, uh, maybe a guest or two talking about, I don't know, the Chamber of Commerce or uh, something going on downtown. It's, it's a full all-service morning show. Bikita and Steve Kelly are leaving at the same time. They're going on like trips or something. These big-time radio guys have got vacation. So... Uh, Lauren Smith is going to be uh, driving the bus and they need somebody to do sports. I go, well, hell yeah, I'll do it. So I'm going to uh, write my little sports cast and do it like every so often. It'll be Lauren Smith and Eric Zane. That is never, I've never worked with her before. I know I've, I've talked to her before. She seems very nice. I think, um, I think she's on another radio station too in, in there. I'm not sure which one. She's known as uh, Schmitty. They call her Schmitty. Lauren Smith. So uh, I said, yeah, I'll do that. So on the last week in March, uh, things are going to be a little different around here. I'll still, of course, do this podcast. But uh, let's see. Yeah. 27 monday the 27th of march is the first day of that and it ends on friday the 31st of march so i'll be enough to get up ridiculously early don't like that do that show come home i imagine we'll start this show probably 10 a.m so we'll be a couple hours late no biggie so i'm stoked yeah that's fun i love that uh, still trying to get, um, they, of course, of course, offered me that gig, uh, to do the producers play the producer part for that radio station. And I already told you that, um, no, you it's, I need to make $30 an hour and we are stuck in the negotiation. And I don't think it's going to improve at any one point. Um, I got them to bump up to $14 an hour. And I said, well, you're almost halfway there. All you need is another 16 and we, and we will have a deal. I was going to make it $25 an hour, what I was asking. But when I realized I had to also produce the pudding show, I decided it's 30 and I'm not budging. So take it or leave it. You can either get a season pro who, uh, will be the best that you've ever had or you can get whatever you want or you can get plan b i'll be plan a plan a is expensive 
So if you want plan A, that's the cost. If I'm going to go ahead and turn my life upside down and rearrange everything on this podcast, $30 an hour. And the longer you wait, it's going to go up. Welcome into the Eric St. Show podcast. I'm so glad you are here. I stream it live in several places. Uh, Twitch, though, is the one you want to be subscribed to and following. Because Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I only give you part of the show. And the point of that is so you go, oh, this is fun. I, I, I enjoy this. Oh, no, he's cutting it off. Why? It's because I want you to go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. That is the platform to get my show live as it happens Monday through Friday in its entirety with no interruptions. Go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. Hit the follow button and then you're in business. You'll need to make a username for yourself. Then you can interact with some of the other folks that are making comments and trying to bother me and annoy me and throw me off my game. That seems to be uh, people take great pride in that. Some of the material that they post is very, very funny. I do get some, uh, some, some, some good jokes on there occasionally. Uh, Wycon Rob, who I believe is um, one of the pack that I know Wycon Rob is also a um, uh, boomer bunkerite, which is fine. And he might, I'm not sure if he's one of uh, the scum suckers that hate me. He used to be known as uh, Zaniacs. Or he might just be one that listens to both shows. I'm not sure. I think that's you. Is that you? Don't you listen to both? He writes, do a Twitch live stream from the control room. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Based on one of the comments I made, Kenny said, I think you just implied they won't have fun without you. Yeah, that's true. Ryan writes, after 10 years in local broadcasting, to me, nothing worse than high school sports. Yeah, well, that's just your opinion, man. Wycon Rob says, no way, man. I love you. All right, carry on. I must have mistaken you for someone else. Um, Amanda says, oh, my God, Steve. Steve and Sabrina on WSNX. Steve Kelly, yes. That's the guy. All right. So that's what's up. Follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Saying goodbye to the folks on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter right now. Facebook and Twitch. Brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Eric Zane Show. Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. And, uh, of course, the almighty YouTube Eric Zane Show. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! <sighs> And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> 
smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Uh, Arena Nick just connected the dots for me. Talking about the show with Bill. He says, I listened to the whole show. I ended up buying six tickets to that race. That's funny because you, I think you sent a message to um, uh, Striegel because he read a message of someone who was listening and said in the message to him that uh, you bought, that, they, that he bought six tickets to the race. This race is cool. And since Berlin is a sponsor of this show, I need to mention this. And I'm going to talk with Andrew Postma from uh, over there at Berlin about this. So this was described to me as this. Uh, in August, I think it's August 8th, the SRX series comes to Berlin Raceway. Now think of this, everything you know about Berlin Raceway throughout the window. This is how it was described to me for this one race, for this one race, it is like, um, you know how, when monster trucks come into Grand Rapids or whatever city, all the vehicles come and then the drivers show up and then they have an exhibition. That's what this is. Basically a made for TV event. Um, only six races in a year. It's essentially competition for NASCAR. So the SRX cars, there's only 12 cars in the field show up at Berlin. They put very famous drivers into those cars and you have this all-star race at a local track like Berlin. Only six venues in the United States where it's happening. And Berlin got their hands on a race. So that's, and you're getting like a, uh, almost like a hodgepodge of different drivers because you've got Kevin Harvick is there. You've got Kyle Busch. You've got, uh, who else? Helio Castro Neves, who raced both IndyCar and NASCAR. Uh, the rest of the people aren't confirmed, but I keep hearing Tony Stewart. So that's four gigantic names out of the 12, and there's going to be even more than that. So this is great. This is going to be very, very exciting. I'm, I'm stoked about that. Uh, if you follow Berlin Raceway on Facebook, you'll be able to see firsthand when they announce the next set of drivers that will be appearing at that. Drew writes, is Tony Stewart going to run over Eric? Hmm. Yeah, I think that's in reference to there was an incident that happened years ago. Kind of an ugly one. I'm, I'm probably not going to bring that up. You know, probably not safe to do that. All right. Let's get into the M&M saga. This might be one of the dumbest things. I cannot believe that everybody is falling for this nonsense and glomming on to the talk about a non-story. I barely remember what 
the problem was before when this, I guess this manifested a year ago, I might've talked about it. I might've fallen victim to it. Then I'm sure I was of the opinion of who cares. Why is everybody making a big deal about it? But you know, those, uh, how there's the candies that are the characters, the animated candies. There's one of them right now, the green one. And I, if this story didn't manifest in the last day, I wouldn't have remembered what the big deal was. But I think they decided to take one of the candies and change the footwear. Like it was a uh, female uh, candy in a pair of like go-go boots. Looked kind of hot, actually. And then they said, no, you know, uh, we want to make it more gender neutral. Which is stupid. I mean, that obvious, that's very, very dumb to, to get so wound up uh, that your stupid fake, your candy, a character, you have to put, a, put it in a pair of sneakers to make it gender neutral. I mean, even people who uh, might be gender neutral might be transgender are like no who gives a fuck i don't give a shit i mean quit uh, taking what i'm going through you know to something very serious changing my sexual identity and the physical makeup of my body i don't want to i i don't feel solidarity with you because your stupid fucking candy is doing the same thing you dumb dick you have an awful, if I'm changing my gender, okay, let's say I'm doing that. That sounds very difficult to do, by the way. I'm not like, I'm not being aided in coming to grips with the changes. And, um, you know, I imagine that's a, a very, uh, involves, uh, decision with probably some anxiety and shit like that. And, consternation and am i doing the right thing am i not is uh, what about what about my family what are they gonna think uh, i mean i i doubt that they sit around and go oh man i got all these things but thank god the m&ms are in my corner if it weren't for the fact that the m&ms are being gender gender neutral i wouldn't be able to get through this you know that's a uh, that's a ridiculous concept to even try to wrap your mind around it's stupid. So, um, in my uh, opinion, they they did that to make people talk about M and M's. That all drives the big machine of publicity. Now, at the end of the day, I am so in love with M and M's peanut candies that I don't give a shit. If the candies have, uh, you know, big swinging dicks while they're walking around and a vagina at the same time on them, I don't care what the stupid characters are doing. Um, they could be doing the most heinous types of things possible. And I wouldn't care. I'm still going to eat that candy because they're so good. There's absolutely nothing that can happen that they can offend me or make me because a lot, they're getting blowback from 
pieces of shit like Tucker Carlson because they're becoming woke. And there's no way in hell that if candies are becoming woke that I'm going to stop eating the candy that I love. It just, it it doesn't even factor because I'm not an idiot. Here's the key facts. First of all, yesterday, they announced that um, the spokes candies, as they're known, described as the brand's anthropomorphic sugary mascots, that they are shelving them. No, no more. No more. And uh, they, I think it's because of, they're saying it's because of the blowback that they've gotten. Well, it's been a year, so it's not really that. They're just uh, going back to the well of publicity and uh, continuing this pro-wrestling storyline. They're putting them on indefinite pause after a new rollout featuring the characters became the subject of attacks from conservative pundits like Tucker Carlson and Puddin'. Nearly one year after the brand received backlash for its woke M&Ms. Earlier this month, M&Ms launched limited edition packaging, which had the words supporting women on them and featured the brand's three female spokes candies, brown, green, and the newly introduced purple. Now, again, if it said supporting women, I'm not going to buy those candies because it says supporting women. I'm going to buy them because they're great. In fact, if it said women suck on the package and women are stupid, I am still going to buy those candies. They're too good. And that's just the end of it. Women don't suck, of course. But if they said it, I'm still eating those things. It's the first time M&M's packaging has solely featured its female characters. And the initiative aimed to, quote, celebrate women everywhere who are flipping the status quo. Now, they don't really care about that. The only reason why they put that on there is so that idiots like Tucker, Carl, uh, Tucker Carlson and Putin will get all worked up and have a shit fit so that they will draw more uh, attention to them and they'll sell more candy. Follow the money. Money from the sales of the packages was donated to female-focused charities. Now, that is a lie. In my opinion, That's that never happened. They don't care about that shit. This is where it gets great because a moron like Tucker Carlson um, dedicated an entire segment on that show to the candies. Now, of course, you will get some of these brainwashed idiots who go, well, fucking shit, man, I ain't eating that. I ain't eating M&M's because I don't like black people and I don't like woke people and I don't like women getting bossy with me. So Tucker Carlson says, to not eat any fucking candies or M&M fucking shit. 
I ain't going to do it. Okay. Uh, Carlson dedicated a segment to the candies saying, quote, the woke M&Ms are back. The green M&M is now a lesbian, maybe, he said, which is funny. And he said, quote, there is also a plus-sized obese purple M&M. Now, okay, great. I would argue that the shape of the M&Ms, round, you could make the argument that all of those characters are, in fact, obese. Now, I don't think that M&M's said, all right, let's make a fat M&M. I think it was depicted as the purple one is one of the lady M&M's. The brown one, the green one, and the purple are the ladies. So I don't think Tucker, yeah, that's kind of fucked up, frankly. Now, this is where it gets even better. Conservative personality Nick Adams, I don't know who that is, tweeted, Every American with half a brain should be outraged by M&M's going woke. Well, I would argue that anyone who believes what you say does, in fact, have half a brain. He writes, as manhood is under attack like no other time in world history. So now if you're in the M&M's, PR department. It's like, you, you gotta go. You love this. Cause by the time that message hits the ears of these brainwashed scumbags, the next day that they're at the store, they will have forgotten that, but they they'll see the M and M's and they'll be like, I got to get some of those. It's it's like uh, subliminal messaging is what's happening. It's wonderful. Following up in a Monday announcement, M&M's said it didn't expect for the changes it had made to its spokes candies to, quote, break the Internet. And it didn't. It didn't break the Internet. No one really cares. You just said that. And noted, even a candy's shoes can be polarizing which is the last thing the brand wanted since we're all about bringing people together. Now, this has been the plan. They have planned to shelf this. This is falling in line with exactly their plan because at the same time that they announced that the candies will be shelved indefinitely, they've announced that comedian Maya, 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 Maya Rudolph is going to be the new spokesperson. Now, these things don't happen overnight. Making Maya Rudolph a spokesperson had to involve several meetings, contracts, reading of the contracts, uh, signing, uh, rereading, all this shit. It takes time, probably month, months, Jesus. So it isn't like it took a half a minute for them to decide that Maya Rudolph is going to be the new spokesperson. This is all part of the plan. Uh, it's not clear how long the pause will last or if the pause is part of some tee-up ahead of the Super Bowl for the brand's commercial. I, You know what they should do? They should have all of the M&Ms 
if they really want to go the extra mile, they should have all of these M&Ms have a forced sodomy moment on an animated Tucker Carlson on the day of the Super Bowl. If we can see uh, these seven M&Ms penetrating Tucker Carlson in all of his holes in a forced measure on Super Bowl Sunday, that would make me happy. Anyway, it's not clear, according to this, how long the pause is going to last, or like I said, some part of a Super Bowl promotion in 2020. Planners killed off its mascot, Mr. Peanut, weeks before the big game. And then uh, the uh, commercial then ran, and it was reborn as Baby Nut. Yeah, this is a perfect opportunity. Sodomized Tucker Carlson uh, animation depiction on the Super Bowl. Crucial quote. Will Eminem still melt in your hands if they identify as trans? You see, that's the joke by uh, Fox TV's Greg Gutfield. He pondered that last year in a heated segment on his show dedicated to the woke candies. The fact that all these idiots are falling victim to the same scam and buying into this storyline. In a sense, I am too because I'm actually talking about it, but I am well aware of what uh, M&Ms are doing, and I think it's great. I mean, at the end of the day, they're going to sell more M&Ms. This story was sent to me by Tyler K. He saw it, and he said, this is perfect for Eric. Now, I don't know if he expected me to talk about it in the way I am right now, but I love this. M&M's received backlash a year ago when some of its candy mascots received make makeovers to be more inclusive. The green M&M, who Gutfield described as a seductress, had her boots traded out for sneakers, and the height of the brown M&M's heels were lowered, a move that angered some. Really? You were angry because of that? M&M's will not be satisfied until every last cartoon character is deeply unappealing and totally androgynous. Until the moment you wouldn't want to have a drink with any of them. That's the goal. That's what Carlson said. Now, he has to be kidding. He can't really feel that way, right? The thing is, the people that watch Tucker Carlson are too stupid to know better. So it might as well be, oh, he means it. I'm getting behind Tucker. I like what Tucker has to say. I want to go shoot up an abortion clinic because of it. Carlson said, uh, Carlson's recent allegation that the green M&M is a lesbian comes from a widely mocked 2015 tweet from the brand showing the character with the brown candy captioned. It's rare Ms. Brown and I get to spend time together without some colorful colorful characters barging in. Sign Miss Green. Ooh, edgy. By the way, M&M's peanut. Mount Rushmore of candies, in my opinion. 
M&M's chocolate. I hate those. The peanut is is it. I Do M&M's chocolate, uh, do those sell better than M&M's peanut? I If you like M&M's peanut, I don't even want to know you, frankly. That's a horrible candy. M&M's is on my Mount Rushmore. How many are on Mount Rushmore? Four or five. I've seen it twice and I couldn't tell you. Washington, Jefferson, Lincoln, Roosevelt. I think that's it. And I couldn't even tell you which Roosevelt. Now I got to know. I think it's Teddy. How can you go there twice and not know? It is Teddy. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, and Theodore Roosevelt. By the way, that's a can't-miss thing, in my opinion. You have to go there and see that. Take your time walking around it, too. M&M's on Mount Rushmore of candy. Snickers is on there. Believe it or not, 100 grand. The 100 grand bar is is on my Mount Rushmore. I'm going with like the types of candies that uh, for Halloween you get in fun size. Basically chocolate based. But I think we should include everything. I think I got to put Swedish fish up there too. Now, this might change over time. But right now, currently, M&M, Peanut, Snickers, 100 grand, Swedish fish. Number one of the four, M&M's, Peanut, without a doubt. For now. Maureen says Reese's peanut butter cups. Also good. Sir Bob of Oliver. Almond Joy. Tyler says Swedish fish. You're such an old man. Are you crazy? Uh, Kenny, this is a garbage list. M&M's. So that's the chocolate ones. Hershey Kisses. Also, it's just chocolate. So basically chocolate is on your list. He says Reese's cups. They're Reese's peanut butter cups, by the way. And Twix. Okay, Twix, I'll give you. In fact, I might change because of the reminder about fucking uh, Twix. Twix may replace Swedish fish. I don't know. Corey says Reese's Nutrageous is a perfect candy bar. Bob says Bit of Honey. Now, I have some here at the house, but your favorite? Oh, my God. Nick says the Take Five bar. Underrated. Oh, my God. Heath, yes. Oh, fuck me. 
Car- uh, Caramello and Reese's. Don't forget Necco wafers. Those are garbage. Uh, Maureen says there must be two Mount Rushmore's, one for chocolate, one for non-chocolate. Rolo. Yeah, I remember Rolo. Fuck. All right. I could do this all day, by the way. I knew I would be opening up Pandora's box. All right. So that's just the whole thing is stupid. About the M&M's thing. Just so dumb. And I love how all the morons are falling for it. All the usual right-wing idiots. And I'm not even talking about the hosts. Because the guys like Tucker Carlson, he's not really wound up. He's not really upset. He just knows that if he talks about it, he's going to be preaching to the choir of all those idiots that uh, attack the Capitol. You know? And so they actually probably won't eat the candy anymore because they're that dumb. But that doesn't matter. This is win-win. Tucker Carlson gets material to talk about. The audience is entertained. And M&M's shares go sky high. This is great. I love it. I can't wait to share with you what I talked about. Um, It's coming up on Patreon. How the Netherlands are canceling dogs. What? That will be on ad-free listener-supported Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Five or ten bucks a month is all it costs for you to uh, subscribe to it. Five bucks a month is all the audio. Ten bucks a month is the audio, the video, and the live streams. Try it for one month. If you like it, I will knock 10% off of the cost if you sign up for a year. There you go. And if you don't like it, well, whatever. Cancel it. It's very easy to cancel. Uh, And then you get the remainder of the month. Of course, not that you'd want it. But uh, that's it. And you're only out five bucks then if you try it and you don't like it. Five or ten bucks a month. Thank you. Uh, And the open and live stream of today's show brought to you by uh, my friends at the Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. It's uh, very important if you are thinking about getting a in-ground pool in your backyard to call like today to start the process. You need an in-store consultation at the Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. Schedule your in-store consultation today to get more information as to how this works. Because as it is, most pool places are two years out from getting you your pool. Um, Jeremy out the door from Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. He just hired two crews to do this. Now, he's been installing pools for 25 years. Uh, fiberglass in-ground and vinyl in-ground pools for that long. Well, he's branching out. He just added two crews, and he's installing these pools in the area. All he needs is you to call and get your in-store consultation to find out how it works, how much it's going to cost you, where it can be in your backyard. 616-457-0500. Call today and inquire. Five-star rated. Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. They're on Chicago Drive on the south side of the street in between 8th and 12th. Uh, Their website, you can find them online. The 
poolandspadepot.com. Check it out. Look at that. That's like an in-ground infinity pool. Let your dream pool design begin right now. That looks awesome. He can do this for you. He can do any of this stuff. He is an absolute wizard when it comes to pool and hot tub installation. ThePoolAndSpaDepot.com. Visit the showroom, 970 Chicago Drive, Jenison, Michigan. Or as I said, call to schedule your in-store consultation. 616-457-0500. They also sell hot tubs and spas um, at the location. Visit the showroom. You can see they've got like 20 of them on the showroom floor. And you can uh, have one of those installed too. And of course, experts at uh, service, sales and service. The Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. 616-457-0500. This guy here with the overalls on, he's not even a real dude. This is like artificial intelligence. He doesn't work there. Jeremy and Tim are much more handsome than this dickhead. He's this is like a stock image. These three people here, these aren't Hudsonville people. Or Jenison people. No. They're way, they're way too attractive. So anyway, there you go. The Jenison Pool and Spa Depot, 616-457-0500. Thank you to the Kent County Health Department. Access Kent.com slash health. Learn about how you and the little ones can get, well, specifically the little ones, can get the immunizations, immunizations that they need um, when they're going to school. Measles, mumps, rubella, whooping cough, pertussis, uh, meningitis, cervical cancer vaccine. Uh, your kids should have all of those. They should be up to date. And you can get all of those vaccinations for little or no cost through the Kent County Health Department. Their website is accesskent.com slash health. Accesskent.com slash health. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. Uh, NFL talk with the football games now coming up this, uh, this next week. Um, you know, I, am actually very, look, very much looking forward to it. I love, uh, I love everything about football and that's what I love talking about. Um, with Bill on the show, my picks are Cincinnati will again beat Kansas city. And there's so many reasons why this is great. First of all, Joe Burrow is just slick. That dude is cool. I love him. Uh, he looks like a hillbilly, but he's not. He's a pretty good trash talker and uh, just killing it. You know, this is uh, the fact that the Bengals uh, are on the cusp of the Super Bowl again is great. Last year, they came up short in the Super Bowl to the Rams. This year, I think they can win it all. And that would be awesome because Cincinnati, uh, I don't think they've ever won a Super Bowl. No, they, they went there with Kenny Anderson back in the, uh, like 1980 or 81. And then I think Boomer Esiason took him too. And, uh, no, they came up short. So I want Cincy to win. I like these teams that have hard luck fan bases. You know, I tried to feel good about the bills, but, uh, they, boy, what a shit show. Oh my God. Was that a horrible performance? 
Uh, so Cincinnati's going to beat Kansas City. And then another reason why that's great is because, it, well, first of all, if you notice this year, I think in the offseason, before the year started, Patrick Mahomes, he had a family meeting with his uh, fuck-face brother and his wife and his mom. And he said, look, you all are making the entire planet hate me. I am a great quarterback. I'm going to go down in history as one of the best that's ever lived. Everybody loves me, but less people love me now than what used to love me. And it's because of you three assholes. Uh, dickhead brother, you dancing on dead guy's number at the, uh, at the Redskins, not the Redskins, well, the Commander's Stadium. Uh, that, that, that was ridiculous. You in general are just ridiculous. You have no known talents. The only reason why you, Jackson Mahomes, have anyone caring about you is because you're my brother. But you're a total fucking asshole. So shut the fuck up and be quiet all this football season. And then his wife, unbelievable big mouth, can't shut the fuck up. And the mom is like a hockey mom. Pain in the ass, screaming and yelling, total kook. Shut up. I'm going to, uh, uh, what do you call it? Pat Patrick Mahomes is like, I'm going to be doing fucking state farm commercials. And that's the only thing I want people to see about me is doing my stupid state farm commercials. Everybody shut up. But he'll come up short this weekend in Kansas City. Uh, take the Bengals and the points. Lock of the week. Lock of the year. Bengals are going to win it outright. Not Bengals. Bengals. Sorry. And then Philly. Oh, those dirt bags. Yeah. Um, seriously. Uh, San Francisco has no chance. I think the Brock Purdy magic finally comes to a halt. Uh, if Brock Purdy and San Francisco upsets Philly, that'll be, I mean, that that's got to be one of the biggest upsets ever. There's no chance. Uh, so you're going to have a great Super Bowl between the Eagles and and the Bengals. The Bengals are going to win it. Um, my beloved son-in-law was watching the football games over the weekend, and I was with him. And uh, he sees something happening. He goes, let's go, let's go. You know, that's what everybody says nowadays. You go, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I go, what What are you let's go about? Oh, man, I just got another leg in my parlay. Okay, so now I just recently learned what that means. That's when, like, um, you, you pick a, a sequence of things to happen on any given, um, at, for any given time frame. And um, if all of those things happen, your, your bet becomes exponentially larger. So you can put $5 down and then pick a bunch of crazy shit to happen. And if it happens... You win a lot of money. He goes, oh, man, I, I might win $250. So uh, I go, well, what, what were the details? Well, well, oh. He had um, the Bengals covering, and they won, so he won that. He had Joe Mixon of the Bengals scoring a touchdown, and that happened. He had... 
uh, Dak Prescott throwing an interception. And sure enough, I'm sitting right next to him, and Dak Prescott, let's go, let's go, let's go, oh, let's go. What happened? Oh, Dak Prescott just threw an interception. So I go, well, what else? Uh, that's three legs. I got one more leg. What is it? Dallas got to cover. They didn't. I don't think. Did Dallas cover? I don't know. Cowboys, 49ers. Let's see. I don't know. I don't think they did. So I think that fucked him up. Now, and then in the back of my head, I'm like, dear God, it is so simple to become a degenerate gambler. Um, you know, if I had my choice of being a degenerate gambler or a drunk, I think I would take drunk. Can you imagine not being able uh, to stop yourself from betting all of your money, uh, betting your house payment, betting your car payment, betting your, your retirement, betting your child's education funds? That happens. You know, uh, they always say gamble responsibly, but you don't know that you have a problem until you have a problem. You know what I mean? I mean, you got to be very, very careful. In fact, if you listen to the audio podcast, there's an ad for my bookie that I do. I do an ad for my book. I say, Hey, let's start gambling. And you know, uh, I'm like, am I having some type of uh, a crisis because I'm telling you to gamble? No, 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 no. I mean, the, the point is you should gamble responsibly, but you can't just say it and hope that the message gets to them. It's not going to get to them. Just know that if you do gamble, you might be opening up Pandora's box. You might want to gamble more. And then you might be fucking out in the cold. I would rather have cirrhosis of the liver, drunk fucking uh, uh, like that, than I would be a degenerate gambler because I think I can still function as a drunk. I can't do shit if all my money's gone. So then I'm like, well, Justin, um, that's cool that you almost won the money, but my God, that would be the absolute worst. If you know, you then kept at it and then it gets worse and worse and worse. This dude here, he hit on a crazy parlay and he bet $5 and the parlay hit. And I think his, uh, what he suggested or what he wanted to have happen was he had to pick of those games that went down the other day, those four games, he had to pick who scored the first touchdown in every one of those games. The article says correctly predicting the first touchdown score of an NFL game is really hard. Doing it for every game played in a single weekend is almost impossible. This one dude did it. Cameron Craig 
Um, had a $5 free bet. You know how they say, like, go to, go to DraftKings, put your $5 free bet in there. And uh, that's what he did. Or, or I guess for me, it would be my bookie. Put your $5 free bet in. What they want you to do is they want like a 1,000 people to do their $5 free bet. And then they'll all lose. But one will win. And he's going to go on to put his whole mortgage into the company. And then he's going to be homeless in weeks. And then they make money. That's how that works. Give it to you free. Find out who's the degenerate. And then off you go. After nailing the first players to score in each of the first three games of the divisional playoffs, uh, Cameron Craig had picked Travis Kelsey, uh, Dallas uh, Godert, never heard of him, and Jamar Chase. All he needed was Dalton Schultz to score first in Sunday night's game between Dallas and San Francisco. This clip that I have for you is the actual moment that it happened when he's camped in front of the damn TV. Audio. Check. Video check. Yeah, dude, I'm already so sick if it's Zeke or somebody else, bro. Look at him. Is he in the game? Yeah, he's in the Holy shit. So you're like, well, how much did he win? He turned that five dollar free bet. Into over $72,000. My God. $72,795. And he described it as life-changing money. I just won life-changing money. And then right away, the people were like, yeah, whatever. It's because you're a loser. It's life-changing money. It's only $72,000. And he's like, fuck you. He said, for anybody saying that's not life-changing, I no longer have no loans. I have no loans, and I'm debt-free. Life-changing. That's all. Thanks for all the love, everybody else. Uh, To illustrate how improbable this was, the article reads, San Francisco had the first crack at scoring, which would have killed this bet on its last leg. Dak Prescott threw a first-quarter interception from his own 21, but Dallas's defense held strong with a short field and forced the Niners to kick a field goal. Schultz scored on the very next Cowboys possession, reaching the end zone before other threats like CeeDee Lamb, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, or even Prescott himself could ruin the parlay. So I guess the dude who caught the touchdown pass, you know, he, he never catches touchdown passes. That's what made it such a huge payout. Because I guess that guy, like, sucks. The first touchdown scorers weren't the only right calls that the guy made, Craig made. They He was offered, the app offered him an early payout 
of $1,393 because I guess they'll do that suspecting that, wow, this player has a chance to win this parlay. Let's cut our losses and offer them $1,393 before this this big play. And he, he turned that down. So he was close to getting the parlay. The app says, how about $1,400 for you? And he said, nah, maybe. Craig might have considered the payout if it was a little more, but $1,400 was not enough to sway the temptation of winning more than $72,000. The early payout likely would have been more if the initial stake wasn't a free bet, but it seemed it still seemed a little skimp, according to him. Wow. That, that type of shit excites me. I like that. I like that that happened. Uh, Kenny describes it as that is real life deal or no deal right there. Yeah, you're a, that's a great way of describing it. Um, Tyler says, I came really close to taking advantage of one of those risk-free bet promos and stop myself. I'm terrified of getting into sports gambling. Yeah, that's smart. Some of us aren't that addictive and can just flush that. I can't. That is not me. I am. There have been times, obviously, with the alcoholism where I, I, I know my limits. And anything that hits pleasure centers of the brain is a problem for your old pal, Eric. Anything that taps into serotonin levels. Uh-uh. Problem. Fuck that. Some of you can. Congratulations. Go to my bookie slash my find my bookie with your code Zane. By the way, looking at my puppy pile, uh, O'Neal's still there. Bruce looking at Daisy like, what the fuck are you moving for? Just lay down and go to bed. That is crazy, though. That is an incredible amount of money for for a free bet and an incredible parlay. I'm happy for the guy. Man. A little bit more of an NFL story for you. Uh, CBS at the... um, During the NFL game picked up a fan... In the stands, supporting their uh, supporting their team, the Buffalo Bills, and it led to kind of a funny moment. You know, you'd think that if you scan the crowd for a Bills fan at the stadium, you know, wearing a Stephon Diggs jersey, uh, Josh Allen, you might even go old school, Bruce Smith, Thurman Thomas. Cornelius Bennett, Jim Kelly. But not O.J. Simpson. Dude in the crowd, camera pans, just a regular old shot, and this kid is wearing the Juices jersey. How? 
It's got to be it. You got to be pranking people if you're wearing the Juices jersey. Now, there has been a phenomena where people have um, started to um, become fans of the Juice more and more. And a lot of that has to do with the people versus OJ Simpson, um, the way that was depicted in that docudrama. Young people who weren't around during all of that craziness when it was happening, for some reason, aren't convinced that he killed Nicole and, uh, and, and the dude. What's his name? Goldman. Ron. Ron? Which one was? I always get them mixed up. The dad and the kid. So there's that. Maybe, maybe that's what's happening. I'm not sure. Uh, the article says, with the benefit of hindsight, CBS would probably want a do-over. No, no, you don't want a do-over. This is great. During the third quarter, uh, they scanned the crowd. Simpson played from the Bills from 69 to 77. MVP campaign in 73. Great, great career. Hall of Fame. Uh, a lot of comments. CBS just panned over to a Bills fan wearing an O.J. Simpson jersey. Wild move to wear that to a playoff game. Interesting, uh, interestingly enough, Simpson posted a video message in support of the Bills. Now, if you're the Buffalo Bills, you gotta you gotta reach out to him and say, "Look, can you stop supporting us?" Is there any way you could knock that shit off? Now, ever since the juice got out of prison for that incident when he stole the memorabilia or whatever the fuck and got out, he has been just killing it. Like he hasn't missed a beat. He's never addressed anything about any of his problems. He only just goes on Twitter and says, hello. Hey, Twitter world. It's yours. Truly. And uh, I want to talk about fantasy football. And then he like gives his take on, uh, on, on he loves fantasy football and he, he loves supporting the bills and, and, uh, and no one loves him. And okay. This, this is a perfect example of fake it till you make it. When everyone hates you, just ignore them and keep like, uh, you know, doing your own thing. Uh, and then people will eventually fall in line. And they have. There are people in this world who love O.J. Simpson. Okay? Just regular people. Like if they saw him on the street, they'd go, Juice! And they get a picture with him. I know I would. I'm not going to lie to you. If I ran into O.J. Simpson, I am going to get a picture with him. I'm not a fan of him. And I think he absolutely murdered those people. But it's water under the bridge. I mean, come on. It's over. We don't, you know. I would I would absolutely, I'd high five them. I'd hug them. I'd take a picture with them. Oh, it'd be great. Absolutely. Just for the sheer magnitude of me taking a picture with the juice. Um, no doubt about it. No doubt in my mind that he killed them. No doubt in my mind that I would go up to him and and demand a juice. You got to give me a picture. I don't care about the murders anymore. I don't care anymore. 
No one cares. You're free. I'm all about it. Ryan says, Eric Zane, you said something similar about Cosby's comeback tour. Yes, yes, fuck yes. It's, it is not my fault that this man beat the system, that these men beat the system. I didn't do that. I've done nothing. All I'm doing is taking my picture with legends. All right. So the juice here, he look at look at what he's doing. Audio check, video check. He's starting out this Twitter that hey, today's the day. Let's go Bills. Let's go 49ers. Because he used to play for the uh, I think he played for the 49ers too at the end of his career. And uh here he is. He's starting this video. Uh I don't know. I wonder if he runs the camera alone. You know, if he just hits the video and then edits it. But he sets it up, and he's alone, of course. He always is at his little uh, Bill's Tiki Bar set up here. And he's going to turn around and go, Oh, hello, everybody. Joe's truly. Uh, And by the way, you cannot get a Simpson 32 jersey on NFL.com. You can only get a jersey that says, Yours truly on the back. Yours hello, Twitter world. It's yours truly. I'm here at my Bill's Tiki Bar looking for the real killer. Hey, Twitter world, it's me, yours truly. Well, I couldn't get back to Buffalo for the game this week, so I've tried to emulate it here in my living room. <laughs> the problem is my daughter couldn't emulate that beef on wick, you know, for our pregame meal. Well, we got the Bill's... And besides, she hates me since I killed her mother. Cincinnati, what a game. You know what I mean? Cincinnati is defending the AFC champions, and despite the, all of... T- His shoes say 32 on them. Look at him. Talk about their decimated offensive line. Just like I decimated those carotid arteries when I cut those people's heads off. Joe Burrow always plays with a decimated offensive line. In college and pro, uh, look what he did last year. He was just 20 yards away from winning that Super Bowl, and I think he's one of the top four quarterbacks in the NFL. I think uh, uh, Josh Allen also is one of the top four quarterbacks. I won't argue if he's the best, but I'll say he... I told that bitch Nicole not to argue with me, and look what it got her. He's the best football player to me in the NFL. My problem is play calling for the Bills. You don't get a two-digit lead and start slinging the ball all down the field. You start playing smash mouth. That's what Lamar- I smashed him out the time of two. Barty, Belichick, even Bill Walsh would do. They start playing smash mouth and throwing ball control passes. Something the Bills have not done. They still sling it. Uh, they get interceptions and uh- there's okay. No one watches these to get insight from the juice. They just watch it. To try to find some type of, uh, and he hasn't cracked once in years on any one of these videos. Never once has he fucked up and said and referenced the murders and then uh, uh, acknowledged it in any way. This guy is a legend. He's a great actor. Uh, Last week, they let Miami get back in that game. Hope that doesn't happen this week against this great Cincinnati defense. Then we got the 49ers and the Cowboys. Hey, I don't know what the Cowboys are, but I think the 49ers, along with Philly, are the most talented team in football. The question is, can Mr. the most relevant guy, 
Today is going to be Mr. Irrelevant in the draft. That's you know what was irrelevant for Nicole after I killed her? Blood. Because she didn't have any. Brock Purdy. If he plays the way he's been playing, hey, I might finally get my 49ers. My ex-wife wasn't Purdy after I cut her head off. Buffalo Bills in a Super Bowl against one another. I'm just saying. Hey, guys, go Bills, go Niners. God bless. Take care. I'll see you in hell. <laughs> Curious as to what the uh, comments were to the Juices video. Yeah, it used to be when you would look at the Juices, uh, the comments, everyone was just killing the guy. This person says, Juice, are your Bills ready to play my Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl? Uh, you see, uh, every day I see this dude out of jail loosens my faith in the justice system. So, you know, that took four or five comments before somebody said something. But a lot of these comments now um, are people that support him. And, and he uh, has weathered the storm because it used to be just people hating on him. But now he gets plenty of love. Man. Yeah, O.J. Simpson is winning. That is remarkable to me. That is, um, that, that's more impressive than any of uh, his performances on the football field. That he is a free man. And, and getting people to support him on Twitter. I mean, seriously, he's, he's just ignored the haters and just kept doing... And this, is, this is a true testament to the American dream. Just put your head down, work hard, ignore the hate, and you can, you can turn it around. O.J. Simpson is now... We can now say, beloved... He is beloved. It is not beyond the realm of possibilities that OJ Simpson gets a actual mainstream gig doing this. You may think I'm lying. You may think I'm crazy, but I think there is a possibility uh, that he can, he can come back. And I want to see that. I want to see two great Buffalo Bills stories. Uh, DeMar Hamlin and O.J. Simpson coming back. O.J. in the broadcast booth. Tamar Hamlin on the football field. Corey says, this is what I'm talking about. He's so goofy now that some people are like, nah, he couldn't kill two people. Look at him. Yes, exactly. He's just a dope. Oh, my God. Maureen, not a fan. She wrote, okay, can eat shit and die. It's no surprise that Maureen fat-fingered that and couldn't write OJ. Um, have you ever been on the live stream with the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast and it's Maureen's turn to talk on the final word? It, it's, it's, it takes 15 minutes for her to unmute. It's like she's sitting there and she gets close to the screen 
And she, this is what she does. It looks like this. And you just see her hand. You can tell it's trying to touch the screen and then she gets frustrated. I'm old. I, I'm I'm old. I don't I don't know shit. What am I doing? Where am I? What's going oh, 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 This is not working. I just found that fantastic. The juice uh, supporting the team like he does. The guy wearing the O.J. Simpson jersey in the stands. What? Jesus. All right. Uh, here we go. You can uh, you can start filing your returns as of yesterday. Tag accounting. Tag accounting and tax services. 616-301-9516. Don't do it yourself. Don't buy TurboTax. Don't go to some other accounting firm. Go to TAG. Mention my name, 616-301-9516. TAG Accounting, 616-301-9516. You will get more money back. You will not struggle getting your taxes done. You will not waste your valuable time getting all your, uh, doing it yourself. Call TAG, get on uh, TAG's radar. That is Troy Kinzer at 616-301-9516. One of his lovely staff will pick up the phone, say, hello, I listen to the Eric Zane Show podcast and I want Troy TAG Accounting to do my taxes. Now, this is a client of mine, a sponsor that, you know, anywhere in the U.S., you can utilize TAG's services. Uh, no matter where you are, he can help you. He has an online portal that you'll upload your documents to him, and then you're off and running. 616-301-9516. Again, 616-301-9516. Call TAG. Don't put this on the back burner because... It's going to take you a little time. First of all, you got to show them last year's return so we can get a baseline of you. So this all takes a little time. Then you got to gather up your shit and you got to get it to them. Now, you're not doing the uh, uh, plus and minus and the uh, other math to get it done to do your taxes. And you don't know the tax law, so you shouldn't do it yourself. And there have been changes. There are changes every year. Uh, Tag accounting is aware of all those things helping to ensure you get your money back fast. 616-301-9516. Call and mention my name. Love A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. If you are in West Michigan, get your furnace tuned up with A&E Heating and Cooling. Trusted, trusted source for everything heating and cooling here at the Eric Zane Show podcast household. And you should see these folks twice a year, once for the furnace, once for the A.C., Without that, you could be uh, sitting on a ticking time bomb. And the last thing you want is something to break down at the uh, worst time possible. A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. Thank you, A&E Heating and Cooling. Call and mention my name. All right. Your old pal Eric has to go to the boys' room. I will be back for more fun. Don't go anywhere. All right. Uh, while in the boys' room, I uh, checked the email and stumbled upon something quite funny. 
that I'm going to share with you. Uh, many years ago, at least 15 years ago, maybe more, the juice went on some TV talk show uh, and, and they were like taking phone calls. So you could call up and talk to the juice while he was on the set of some TV talk show. Thank you, Cole. Cole sent this along. Okay. This is fucking great. Guys, let's go to Kevin, I believe, in New Jersey. Kevin, what's your question for OJ? Kevin, what's your question for OJ? Hi, good show, dude. Um, my, kid, my kid Chris was wondering, do you think it was a bigger feat to break 2,000 yards in one season or slice two necks in one night? Fuck me. Break 2,000 yards in one season or slice two necks in one night. Two necks in one night. I'm I'm having a little trouble, Kevin, hearing you. (laughs) You see the juice. He knows what's up. He knows how to dodge that. The old I can't hear you trick. Um, I... All right, Alex is listening to us in Ohio. Hey, Alex. Yes. Hey, Alex. Like, you know, here's why we got to give the juice credit. He agreed to do this. Now, he knows he's going to get in there. And this is how you re this is how you rebuild uh your name. You let people do this. And then just roll with that shit. That is awesome. This he loves this. Hey, how you doing? Not good. <laughs> Can you hear me, Juice? Yes, I can hear you, buddy. Yeah, uh, remember when you played for the 49ers? Yeah. Yeah, did you kill Bill Walsh? (laughs) Did you kill Bill Walsh? Yeah, now that one's not as good. Bill Walsh is not dead, I don't think, and and that's, that's just awful. The first one was great. That was awesome. Uh, This is Steve from uh, Allentown. How you doing? Not too bad, Steve. You can tell that this chick here, she's getting annoyed. Uh, it was reported back during the, the famous uh, chase, you know, that went on in 94. Yes. It was reported on CBS 3 here in uh, near in Philadelphia that uh, by uh, Larry Menti that you were squeezing your helmet. <laughs> oh, shit. That I was what? That I was what? Hey, how are you doing? Not good, Brett. Hey, OJ, I, you know, I had a question for you. You know, with everything that, that Michael Vick has been going through and being yeah. indicted, I was just wondering if you wanted to meet me on the Jersey Shore to do live. Yeah. <laughs> they cut him off. Yeah. You know, you're going to get <laughs> jokers, but that's the great thing. It's You're going to get jokers, but that's the great thing. What, is she trying to put a positive spin on this? There we go. You know, you're going to get jokers, but that's the great thing. It's Well, that's, uh, no, I don't mind. I mean, yeah. you know, people can say what if they if they if it's negative or what, as long as they're serious about the question mm-hmm. they're asking. Yeah, no, no one's going to be serious. It's easier to tell a joke, but it don't bother. Oh, my God. If O.J. Simpson uh, wanted to, well, I, I think he has plenty of money. 
But if he wanted to do a pay-per-view where you can uh, call and say whatever you want and, you know, you, you pay per question, he'd make a ton of money, like a thousand bucks a question. He'd make a quick hundred thousand. Corey wrote, uh, answer the question, please. Can you imagine if the host did that? Yeah. Can you go ahead and answer that question? What was harder? Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Uh, He should do a live reading of his book. Yeah, he wrote that book called If I Did It. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. And that was years ago that he did that. I mean, that here we are, you know, decades after, and, you know, he's still him. He still has that same demeanor. He has been very consistent. Jesus. Man, give that guy a job. And, man, he was a hell of a running back, too. Absolutely one of the best. All right. Uh, drama police are looking for some guy at a uh, who broke into a Joe's crab shack I've never eaten at those places I, I hear they're great uh, this guy he uh, he but he, he there's surveillance footage of him going in through the window you can see this this is how it unfolded you can in the in the video there he he, he gets in through the window and then he's walking around and then he ended up stealing some booze and the police, the Fort Myers police department are showing footage of him breaking into the Joe's crab shack. Uh, he gets in there somehow. And then, uh, after there for a period of time, he ends up uh, making off with some liquor and they're like, all right, this guy broke in. He might be like some homeless dude. Here's another, here's another image of him. Not that you're going to find him or anything like that. But they're doing their uh, best to try to bring this guy to justice. And uh, what what they're not showing you is uh, as he walked around there, he decided to uh, take a shit. He, he right in the middle of the floor... Where, where like the workers are preparing the food. He, he's such a fucking scumbag. He felt the need to shit on the floor of Joe's crab shack. It's not bad enough that you've, uh, you're such a loser. You break into a restaurant and you steal whatever the fuck stole multiple items, including alcohol. But he decides that he has to take a shit on the floor. Now, um, someone has to clean that up. Now, there's a couple of things that come to mind. If you do shit on the floor, your DNA is now on the floor. Your DNA is in the shit. So, I mean, good police work would, you'd have to get the shit and, and get a little bit of the shit and, um, test the DNA. And then the reason why you want to do that is to see if it can link up with uh, anyone who may have already been incarcerated in the past who had their DNA um, part of their uh, profile. 
and then you could possibly figure out who this motherfucker is and then you could that would really add to the story if his own shit revealed who he was and uh got the guy busted but no doubt some dude probably uh, uh was you know looking for something to either uh uh uh, sell to get drugs or he just needed booze because he's fucking hard up but my god what a to think that you would have a life where you could break in steal with no remorse and then uh the the, the cherry on top is you shit on the floor of the business and then you you then leave the business you get drunk on the alcohol. You go about your your uh, your following subsequent days, and you don't feel bad about the fact of what you did. is is fucking sick. Okay, my God, it's worse than O.J. Simpson. Frankly, I mean, everybody knows O.J. Simpson is on the way back after what I told you about. But oh my God, what a fucking asshole! And just the whole idea that you you walk in. Uh, as police arrive, I mean, I, I'm guessing there was an alarm that went off and police showed up and then they're, they're doing their scan of the place and they're like, oh my God, there's a big pile of shit here. Someone shit right on the floor. If we think it's the guy, let's check the tape. Sure enough, at some point, now they don't show that here. They don't show him squatting and taking a shit. All they show is just various images of him trying to uh, catch the guy. But my God, fucking A, get it together, man. It wouldn't have been, you know what? It's really interesting. If they, if you hadn't shit, no one would care about this story. But now your first of all, your face is on camera. If they just said, Hey, some guy broke into Joe's crab shack and took some things and took a bottle of booze. No one cares. But because the guy shit on the floor, now more people are going to pay attention to the story and could in fact get the guy busted. So one way or another, the shit is going to get this guy in trouble. And I love that. All right. Let us go around the radio dial. Oops. Hang on a second. I'm almost ready for you. Let us go around the radio dial. Sounds very pleasant. We should break down our goals into smaller steps so that we can give ourselves opportunities to feel a sense of accomplishment earlier on and celebrate them. This is what the average person does when they get into their car. Listen to that. God, I'll never understand who listens to this. Not be meaningful at all. Oh, Reverend Steve Harvey. God has a cosmic blender. I love this in the guy. Universe, Cosmic Blender. And more importantly, in your groaning situation. This is the time not to run from him, but to run to him. If you run from him to the flesh, to your own selfish human uh, approach this guy, that leaves God out. This guy is probably a multimillionaire. Asking God to help you in a graveyard, in a funeral home. But when you say, Holy Spirit, when you thousand years, it's up to you. In order to get the Holy Spirit, you got to give me all your damn money. Slay me, yet will I trust you. When you move in, you read that. A big red flag and question mark ought to go up in your mind. After the thousand years, 
and he goes out and deceives the nations. What's the question on your mind right now? Uh, it's more religion. Number one restaurant, best gathering spot in North Muskegon. Easily located at North Muskegon's four corners, the Valkyrie. Those are the facts. Everything, but I'm on it. I'm back from vacation. I, when somebody saw, there, I did. Uh, I didn't see it, but people Michelle at our McCormick. hotel saw manatees. They went and did like a viewing thing, <laughs> and uh, they said, if no one's like, saying anything, if you like football, this is where you want to be. I like football, and I don't want to be down there getting my head caved in by the 49ers. He just sounds like some dad at a little league football yeah. game. Like, come on, guys. You guys got it. Gotta go fight. It ain't gonna be any easier all day. Right, so slug it out. His offensive line is like, all right, man, we're trying to be less old and run away from their defenders. San Francisco has one of the best defenses in the NFL, arguably the best. Here's Brady, a little three-man rush this time. Going deep, has Evans wide open. He's got it. Mike Evans, the race. Take a suck it out. I know what this is. There, uh, he's playing a. Um, there's a clip going around of Tom Brady. Uh, a few weeks ago, taken on San Francisco, and he was mic'd up. And uh, it's it's going the rounds because they got their asses kicked, and he sounded really uh, defeated at the end of it. It can hold me up. God, we got a lot of religion here. Hold me up. To protect yourself and those at highest. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Y'all give it up and show your love for your another spring. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, y'all. More Rick's Mighty Morning Show coming up. Yeah. It's the Rick's Mighty Morning Show. Easy ride. Cabins are moving fast for the time. Second pair of glasses when you use insurance. Can and can't go viral. This is pudding. In fact, um, I'm on TikTok. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't ask people. I'll tell you to join it. If you're there, you can find me there. Uh, but there are a lot of people that have a problem with TikTok because it's a Chinese app. It's an app from China. They're taking a lot of our data and things like that. So be very careful about that if you're going to use it. Uh, but they have now confirmed that there is a button where they can heat up, they call it heating, the heating button. They can heat up content and make it go viral, and then I believe they can also do the same, vice versa. Cool. But you can Lord already. Right, this was not a good edition of Around the Radio Dive. It was quite boring. We welcome in Solid Poncho. Solid Poncho just uh, started following the other day. He says, Hello. First time chat. Everybody be nice to him. Sure, a nice soul. What is your history? 
tell me how you discovered the Eric Zane show podcast. When did you first hear me? Was it BBL? Was it free beer and hot wings? Was it none of those things? Was it through who are these podcasts? Tell me how you, was it through compound media? What was it? I suggest you ignore Corey. He's a pain in the ass. Chronic mayhem. Solid poncho indicates back in 2012 on free beer and hot wings. How did you discover the podcast? Solid poncho. Take me through this. It's been four years. And I want to know how you found the podcast. That's my, I have a que- two questions for you. How did you discover the podcast and how long ago? I guess that's two questions. And then the third question, do you still listen to free beer and hot wings? And if you do tell me what you think of that show now, I want to know those things. I'm interested. I'm interested in your story. Please share it. All right. And while you do that, I will continue on. I don't have a lot of time left. I usually go two hours. And it just flies by because I have so much fun doing this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Keeping in mind that you want to see puppies. Uh, Bruce, Big Stress, uh, Stretch, Daisy, those two butt to butt. Uh, Love that. Meanwhile, this is just incredible. Um, This is actually going to make Aram happy. Because uh, Aram is the one who's like anti-hunting, known as antelope rider. Before I get to that story, Solid Poncho writes, I don't, not since the Joe situation. But I found the podcast on YouTube first, and I saw you had a Twitch. Oh, there you go. I appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, The audio podcast is also available on demand, if you don't know that. Wherever you download shows, just search my name. Aram's one of these, what if the deer had guns, guys? So, uh, he'll be like, well, this is karma. This is karma. A guy in Kansas was in his truck. He's a hunter. In the truck, he had his hunting gear and a rifle in the back seat. The guy is dead. The gun was fired and it killed him. Police get on the scene and in in the vehicle is the guy in the car, in the truck, and they see that he's been shot and he is in fact deceased. And 
there is another living thing in the front seat with him. It's his dog. The dog stepped on the rifle, firing the weapon, causing it to discharge, and the bullet hit the guy and killed him. A canine belonging to the owner of the pickup stepped on the rifle, causing the weapon to discharge, the sheriff's office said. The, the round struck him. Who, the guy died on the scene. The name of the guy has not been released. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. You know, I think I think it's pretty much standard uh, knowledge that um, uh, even if you're traveling uh, in the vehicle and the, and the dog isn't there, you should have the weapon in a secure spot. Uh, one that in case there's any type of issue, if it does discharge, you don't want it pointing at you at any one point. Never have a weapon pointed at something that you don't want shot. Is uh, like the That's like the first thing they teach you. So the fact that he was in the vehicle uh, with the weapon pointed at him, and then the dog's like, oh, yeah, you know how fucking dogs are. They're always bouncing around from the front to the back, putting their fucking paws on the dash, going down in the floor, trying to get where the pedals are, being a pain in the ass. And uh, sure enough, steps on the fucking thing. Boom, guy gets shot. Well, what's remarkable, though, is how did he have it in the vehicle? Was it like, is there one of those center consoles in the truck and the gun was was propped and the barrel was aimed like right at his fucking face because if it was laying, if it was like a bench seat laying there, um, it would be aimed at his, like his legs or something. I, I, I cannot for the life of me figure out how he could have done something so stupid. Wow. Um, Jesus, that is just ridiculous. How did you, how did that even happen? Uh, Linda says if they can prove the dog hated him, it should be first degree murder. It's a, it's a pretty bad joke. That's, that's pretty terrible. In fact, I feel bad. I wish I could ban myself for reading it. Uh, Cole writes, so the gun was just sitting on the seat chambered with the safety off. This guy won't be missed by anyone. Yeah, I tend to agree. I tend to agree. That sounds terrible. Aram says, that's crazy. I hope I don't do something like that with my pistols. No, no, you're, you're a very thoughtful person. You would never dream of that. When it's, when you're storing it, it would probably be pointed in an appropriate direction or you might have it on your person. I mean, but my God, what a fucking idiot. All right. Um, Thank you to my friends at Blue Frost IT for being a key sponsor of the show. If you have any computer issues that you want to upgrade your small or medium-sized business or hire a managed IT service provider, that's who you call. Blue Frost IT at 616-285-50. Test drive a new Honda Pilot. The 2023 is ridiculous. I love that thing. Test drive one at Sarah Honda Granville, Michigan's number one Honda volume dealer is Sarah Honda Granville, located on Kennewa, just north of 44th Street. 
online at sarahondagranville.com. Hello to my friends at M37 Hackers. Right on M37 in Middleville, Michigan. You can't miss them. Go see my friends at M37 Hackers, the newest golf simulation headquarters. Absolutely awesome. Thank you so much to them. M37 Hackers, with their golf simulators, you can absolutely improve your golf game. The fact that you can swing the club, you hit the ball, you see how horribly you hooked it, you say you hit replay, and it shows your club head a close-up of how you're hitting the ball. Rent a golf simulator bay for 40 bucks an hour. If you go to X-Golf, it's 60 plus the extras. Not so at M37 Hackers. Ask about a membership for a whole year. You get reduced fees for those rentals. You can enter all their tournaments. You can win prizes. It's awesome. M37 Hackers. Reach out to them and check them out on Facebook. Finally, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage invites you to call upon them. You know you can get a 15-year fixed mortgage for about 5.5% right now. That's great. If you get a 30-year fixed, you're up near 7. 5.5% on a 15-year fixed mortgage. You can get money out of your home. You can get your first mortgage. You can get your 10th mortgage from anywhere in the U.S. with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. With the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, NMLS number 3035. Call today, 231-332-6505. All right. Who is your asshole of the day? This might be difficult. I don't I don't know if there's anyone worthy of being an asshole. I got one off the top of my head. Um, not Tucker Carlson. No, I love that he continues to, uh, you know, talk about woke shit. That's great. We need more of that. So no, not Tucker, not Puddin', uh, not OJ even. But I do have somebody in mind. The Asshole of the Day is brought to you by TC Paintball. And today it is the Joe's Crab Shack Shitter. Your Asshole of the Day. Congratulations. Hopefully they'll catch him. What the fuck? Why can't you can't even just get robbed these days? They got to rob you and then take a shit on the floor. Fuck. Unbelievable. Okay. Thank you. That is my time. Hope you enjoyed it. I will uh, be on Patreon with you in just a little bit. Thank you so much for being part of this show. Until next time, thank you. Bye-bye.